0: Hey, welcome back to PJ Sun. It's me, Dom, back at you again. What's been going on, people? Everything cool? Hope so. Man, just to let you guys know, we are now you can find us on <clears throat> Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, Podchaser. I've never even heard of that one, so we're getting it out there. We're getting it out there. Thanks to you guys. I appreciate it. Um, And just uh, had a pretty neat, pretty cool day today, so got everything kind of settled down. Figured I'd come down and talk for a little while with you. My oldest went to a friend's house to stay the night, of course. She does not want to hang out with me anymore. And then my son asked if he could go to the football game with uh some a buddy of his he plays ball with and and his parents. So, Alicia's working the ball game tonight and uh me and my youngest daughter went out <clears throat> took both the twins out for uh, before he went to his game, took them both out for some Italian food, a pretty good spot. And we're sitting at dinner and uh this lady with her way elderly mom, they went out to eat. <clears throat> and uh, the poor old gal, she was having trouble even walking, you know. So this lady's uh, kind of got her arm, you know, helping her walk out. And then in the other hand, she's got two uh, to-go boxes, you know, doggy bags. Cash gets up, my son gets up <clears throat> and goes to get the door these people because that's what we do and i've been teaching them to do that for a long time but it's cool and uh when you get to see them doing that stuff on their own because they realize people need help you know and so he's getting up to go do that i know what he's doing and then savvy says hey dad will you let me up <clears throat> so yeah what's up and uh she was like i just gotta go help real quick unprompted she goes and gets the doggy bag things out of the lady's hands so she can more you know kind of better help her mom and i'm just like you know it's uh it's just one of those things it's it's rewarding when i don't think of myself as like some great parent or anything uh i could be much more patient than i am. um I could be a lot of different things. Patience kind of jumps out first, but I could be a lot of, I could be a lot better, you know, and I, I try, but we're all trying. Um, but when you get to see them taking some of the things that you've taught them, but now without you prompting them or, or asking them or telling them to do it, they just take off and do it on their own because that's some stuff I would have done as a kid. My mom taught me that stuff from a young age and, uh, I just always kind of got a kick out of helping people and, and my, all three of my kids do this one just so happened to be those two. But, uh, <clears throat> it was, it was, it was fun and, and, and like neat and, and, uh, it made me feel good as a parent and it made me feel good for them. You know, you're like, you guys are being good members of society. And it's like, if we could all just get up off our asses and, and leave our chicken Parmesan for a minute and go help somebody. Cause like, you know, this lady would have been fine. She would have made it, you know, she, her and her mom would have been okay, but it's like for younger people to go, you know, out of their way. uh, I just, I think it speaks volumes, volume, volumes on uh, what we can do as parents, you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't take that much work. And this is stuff that Alicia and I have been working with them, you know, just, um, I'm old school manners and chivalry and all that stuff you know I uh it's just the way I was brought up so I still open doors and it's weird how it makes people uncomfortable these days but I'm gonna do it anyway and and uh looking the way that I do and it's not that much different in 2023 but being like a tattooed guy you know uh sometimes like if there's a lady in the parking lot and it's not that I don't think women can get their own fucking case of water From the bottom of their shopping cart. It's just that. I'm much more than capable of doing it. And. It's something nice you can do for somebody else. You guys hear me preaching all that. Do something nice for somebody. And that's what I mean. I don't mean like. You know you got to go clean out somebody's shitty old garage. I'm saying like just this little stuff like that. So. um, We try to do it. And and we've been working with them on manners. And and stuff like that since they're little kids. So. It's just what they do, but it was cool to see both of them kind of spring into action, jump up, and and go help out, you know, so after dinner, I took them, our favorite donut shop, Old Town Donuts, it's right down the street, so I'm like trying to eat right, and then it's like, I'm going to go have some pasta and and stuff with my kids, you know, but uh, so it was was worth it, though, you know, And, and I don't think that's necessarily the reason they do it. I, matter of fact, I know it isn't because I didn't bring up the fact that we were going to go get a donut. Well, there's Echo. But they they did it on their own. So, if a little reward at the end of that, uh, it, you know, if that's what happens, then that's what happens. So, it was cool. So, we went and got some donuts. Old Town Donuts, man. If you live in St. Louis, you know it. But if you don't, you're bumming because... They're the best, but uh, so we went and got a couple donuts, and then um, he went to the football game, and Savvy and I, we don't, Savvy's the one that's a lot like me, and uh, we don't get a whole lot of time just her and I because we're just always so busy with everything, you know, uh, but I'm like, what do you want to go do? I, I've been wanting to go walk in the woods, but it was a little late for that, so. Uh, She was like, what about putt-putt? Yep, you got it. So went and played putt-putt and uh, went by a buddy of mine. I haven't seen him in a little while. So went by there to hang with him for a little bit. His son's been in college for like two weeks now, and uh, they had a family um, wedding. So he came back in town. But it's funny when you see kids that you've known, you know, since they were born. And now they're like in college and they're grown up, but then they're still little kids to you. You know, it'll never change. Matter of fact, my buddy Gomez, I was in the Marines with, uh, his son goes to college in here in the Midwest and uh, they live out in California. So, you know, it's expensive to drive across the country and get your kid back to school. It's expensive to fly back with them. So lately, uh, you know, they drove through the one time at, when he was a freshman, and uh, we, me, Alicia, and I were like, look, if he ever needs to stay here or <clears throat> if you guys, you know, if, if for whatever reason he can't get home for Thanksgiving or something, I'll just, I'll go get him. It's a couple hours away. I'll just go get him. He can come hang with us, you know. Um, so he flew into town last weekend, and dude's a senior now. And it was weird when uh, – I met Gomez and we were in school infantry. And he had already had his son. So he was like the first dude really out of all of us to have a kid. So JC was like running around our little platoon, you know, if we would go out to the beach and barbecue or whatever we were doing, JC was like the only kid there. So he was like all of our little nephew, you know. And uh just like picking him up from the airport and stuff. He's like this grown-up dude, but like at night, you know, uh, we went out to eat whatever Friday night when he got in town, and we were getting ready to call it a night, you know. And I said, all right, man, well, make sure you brush your teeth. And after I said that, I started laughing because I'm like, dude. I go, dude, I'm sorry. It, it's not I, – I know you're a very capable adult. You're a freaking senior in college. But I still – to me, you're still that little boy running around, you know, and I, I don't know if I'll be able to let that go. He's like, no, nah, man, you're good. So it was cool having him here, as a matter of fact. He got on this computer and was helping me just set up all this stuff because I'm like, look, dude, I could Google this, but if there's anybody that knows this stuff, it's a 21 year old dude that's been on a computer his whole life. Sure enough, he got all kinds of stuff squared away, the distribution stuff with the podcast. So I go get you from the airport and take you to college, and you know, let you chill at the house, help me with my computer for an hour. And he was like, dude, it's all good either way. So. He had to pay his taxes, but much needed help, dude. Shout out JC, because I think he's going to start checking out the podcast. So, But it makes you wonder, like, I don't know. I still have that thing where, like, does anybody even want to listen to this? And then, like, does a 21-year-old kid want to listen to this? But, you know, he's known me as long as I'm known him, so it's like maybe. But it's it's funny to think, you know, being 40 – what what even are twenty one year old people anymore? Because like we went to Walmart and we were doing some shopping for him when we got in town where his school is just to get some groceries set up and everything. And clearly everybody was coming back to school. It was very obvious. I mean, the, <clears throat> it was a Sunday, so you know or no, yeah, it was Sunday. So the place was packed anyway. But then you see these kids walking around and they're they're all like had their college shirts on, you know. So they you know they were in school there, but. They all just, they they seem like little kids, man, and it's, it's strange that, uh, I don't know, we were all there just not that long ago, but it was kind of cool, so, so yeah, I had a cool day today, Um, got up this morning, it was like 50, 54 or something here, and that's my running weather, I love that, so I got a good run in this morning, it was only just a little three mile blast, but it was a good one, Then came home, and Alicia was downstairs hitting weights, so. I figured I should do that too. So we got some good work in this morning early. At 9 o'clock, I was scheduled to be up at the museum. This guy named John Eason. He's a singer-songwriter. Um, where lives in Nashville. Uh, Air Force guy. Did like... Eight years in the Air Force, five deployments. Um, got some issues with some PTSD, stuff like that. And, and I don't mean to bring all this back up again. Like I told you, this isn't going to be all about this stuff. This just so happens to correlate with what my day was today. And it was it was a really neat experience. So stand by. But uh, he suffers from his own stuff, PTSD and, and some other stuff. I'll let him tell his story. But um, So he started this thing called Songs for Heroes. Now, I know there are a lot of organizations doing stuff like this, and I think it's cool no matter what. And B, I am for sure not a hero, so I don't fall into this category whatsoever. But the fact that I have um, a display and stuff at the museum, I donated all my stuff up there. I don't even think I've told you guys this, but uh, a few years back when we moved here, Alicia was getting like a, whatever it's called, Mid-Rivers Times or something. It's like the local little newspaper. Uh, And she saw this museum was up there, so we didn't have anything to do one day, and we went up there and just checked it out. And uh, she read on something. She read that, you know, this museum was all um, curated with donations from veterans. All my stuff, my, my blues, any of the, I don't know if it's memorabilia or... I don't even know what you'd call it, uh, from Iraq. I had some pretty cool stuff and she had seen it before, but it was, it was really just sitting in my basement. I don't, I didn't, don't look through it all the time. It's not one of those deals, but it was just sitting here in our basement. And she was, uh, on the way home, she was like, Hey, you know, all that stuff up there was all, it's all like donated from people who are from this area, St. Charles County. Veterans Museum um <clears throat> so what would you think about like you know donating some of your stuff or at least talking to them and I had some conversations with they're all volunteers they're solid solid people they're all aces so I had some conversations with them and stuff but we didn't even go into that you know um and Alicia was like what would you think about just kind of donating some of your stuff up there you know and I'm like oh man I'm not the only one that feels this way, but uh, our dress blues are like, you know, that that's like the one material possession I have that I could, it would I, I would bum. Look, if my house burnt down and my wife and kids and dog got out, there's like some paperwork that would be a bummer to lose just because you have to go get it again. But you can get it all again. I could get a pair of dress blues for what it's worth again too, but... This pair I've had since boot camp. After boot camp, uh, but any guns and workout equipment, any TVs, none of that shit. I don't. I don't get too too attached to material things. Um, but it's like those dress blues, man. You know what you did for them, you know. So it's they're they're, uh, they're a, a cool piece of memorabilia from my life. And so I always just figured I would get buried in them. That that's just that's just kind of the way it goes. And so uh, I called a couple of the guys and I'm like, hey, man, I got this thing I'm thinking about. What do you, what are the, what, what, how, how do I even, I don't know the answer to this. I need help. And the, my buddies I talked to were like, look, man, if let's say you get buried in them, they're gone forever. That's it, right? Because you're gone. And that's cool and all, but what if you were to give them to these people at this museum and they kind of like put it out on a display and then like maybe someday your grandkids could go there and and see their grandpa and their great grandpa and you never know so that made a lot of sense to me so I hooked up with Jim uh one of the curators up there and was talking to him and then we I just brought all my stuff up there we kind of went through and inventoried it and he he made like a little display with all of my stuff in there it was like a poster of saddam and we all kind of signed it and uh iraqi flag some money a a wallet a couple id cards (laughs) and uh some other stuff so that's where i got hooked up with them at and and i and i agree you know i agree i think that stuff like if maybe it uh Maybe it could be educational or maybe maybe some kid could either want to go that direction or not, but like make a good decision in life because of my stuff, I'll take it. It, it that that that's a win. So um, yeah, so I donated my stuff to them. And since then we we try to help out and volunteer. We hand out flags at the Fourth of July Day parade. I think we I talked about that before, but so anyway, uh Jim had called me. Oh, let me go back. I just said something that reminded me of something else. Uh, Tim Taylor, who I had on here last time, uh, got a message the other day from, I believe it was a neighbor of his. And he had lost his brother not that long ago to an overdose. And so... Obviously, there's a lot that goes into dealing with losing a a sibling anyway, and then losing a sibling to overdosing. And then there's like, you know, so there's like mental health, you know, it doesn't always have to be combat that has mental health issues. So anyway, this guy was saying, um, you know, that one of the podcasts we did or whatever, whatever we were talking, whatever the specifics fucking are, um, that it like made him cry and and and, and happy and um uh, he didn't feel so alone type of a vibe I don't know exactly what it says and I don't want to get on my phone to read it to you but it was a it was a positive thing so something positive has come out has come from me and Tim that day talking into this microphone now, I don't know if if it was what I was talking about with my addiction or what Tim was maybe talking about with losing someone or whatever. It doesn't even matter. Something struck a chord with this person and it made him feel better. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. If that happens, which it just did, and and maybe it's happened more than that. That's my that's my hope is that it's happened more than that. But to have... Um, to have like physical evidence and reassurance of the fact that someone, you know, felt a little better for the day. Um, we've done our job. I've done my job for sure. And so it's like, I'm not going to quit now <laughs> because I'm, I'm enjoying it and, and I want to do more of that. I want more people to get the same um, feeling or outcome as this guy did, but uh, that it just, that was awesome, that was, that was really cool, and I'm glad to be a part of anything that's positive like that, so I just found it, and uh, Tim texts me, he says, uh, I just said I didn't care about getting my phone out, but I figured it would make more sense to read it to you, and my neighbor, who lost his brother to OD about six years ago, listened to our first podcast and had this to say. The guy starts out with something that I don't want to say because it would get me in trouble. But it was basically like not to be lame. Uh, You had me tearing up at some points emotionally, but other parts laughter. It was impactful, man. It made me feel not so alone with what I deal with and kind of how I internalize things to a degree. That hockey locker room mentality is kind of my perception of a whole lot of things, too. Only I have a way of roughing it on myself, LOL. And yeah, man, that was great. Do you have a link by chance? Whatever. And so, okay, so he was talking about hockey locker room talk. Um, And, and you know, it, again, it doesn't even matter. The point is, this person got some kind of relief or didn't feel so alone in his thoughts or like he was the only one going through that. And that's the goal here. So shout out to that dude. And I don't know his name or I would say it. Um... I don't care who he got uh, some kind of a message from me or Tim or hockey or drugs or it doesn't matter. The point is we helped one person. And so mission accomplished already, but we're going to keep cruising. So I just wanted to point that out. I forgot that. So I have all my stuff at this museum. We try to, uh, volunteers, you know, when we can, it's tough, but, uh, but these people are great. So when they need me, I, I try to do what I can for them. Um, so Jim calls me and says, hey, a while back, I don't know how long it was, this guy named John Eason came up to the museum. He was checking it out, and he ran this thing by me. There's like eight singer-songwriters from Nashville. Uh, one of these girls, one of the ladies is from St. Louis, as a matter of fact. I didn't get to meet her. She had some other things going on. But um, they're coming up here, and they want to talk to... However many, I don't even know the number, however many veterans, let's say 10 or something, you know, but uh, they want to sit down and talk to you guys and write songs based on like your story or what you have to say to them in this little interview, we'll call it. Would you be interested in doing something like that? So, of course, I am, you know, uh, like I think that process is cool. Love music. If you don't like music, you're really missing out. So I I don't think I'm saying anything there about the fact that I like music and love music. But um, I think that whole process, it sounded cool. This guy, John, and all these people are doing something to um, spread awareness. Um, You know, again, trying to help people. People are trying to do good things for other people. I'm in. So they're going to come up here And, uh, they want to sit down and talk to a couple people. I hope you can become available and and all this shit. I'm like, Jim, I got you. What day is it? You know, it gives me the day. So that was today on the first. And, uh, so I went up there. I didn't know how any of this stuff was going to go down. I don't, it did not matter. But, um, when I walked in, I was, uh, we all just kind of said, Hey, but I was introduced to a gentleman named Hal O'Dell and craig Hendricks, and i've got bios on these guys but i don't know if that's even the most important part um but i'll tell you anyway like hal was um 20 years in medicine a diagnostic radiologist and left his job and shit eventually to go down to nashville and or he was in park city utah he was a frontman and guitarist for snyderville electric band I've never heard of them, I'm, I'm self-admitted, and I told these dudes, I'm not the biggest country fan, I'm, I'm into some outlaw stuff, and you know, when I was younger, there was some country music and shit that was cool, but, and it's great, I'm, I'm, I'm into all kinds of music, it's just not my go-to, right, so, um, and it's funny here, it says in his little bio that his music has an old school country vibe, heavy on heavy on the storytelling element, realism and emotion, I couldn't have been paired up with a better dude I know all these people are great Don't get me wrong But like it It was weird And then uh, Craig Has award winning touring artist I mean these dudes are These are legit artists So I meet up with these guys And uh, we go in a little room At the museum And just sit down and start talking Um, They at the museum, my little uh, my little display has like a bio. You know, I went up there with Jim and kind of told my story, and he uh, he recorded it and then uh, transcribed it and do a little binder. You know, so everybody up there, you've got like if if you know if you have a display up there, they have all your info and, and a little bio on you. These guys hadn't even read that. Meanwhile, I'm reading their home. I'm reading all these bios on them doing homework and stuff for uh, tomorrow night. Um, so we we sit down in this little room and just kind of start talking, and it's weird to me because it's as uh, as tough as as Iraq was, and and losing guys, and then like not going back with them on the second one to Fallujah, and and all of that 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 stuff was, it, and it still is. It's tough. Don't get me wrong, but my kind of story and struggle started after that when i got myself into all this trouble and 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 the drugs and all that shit so it's tough for me because i don't always want to just tell that story i'm some fucking former dope fiend and da, 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 da. i don't always want to harp on that but again it's like uh that's if if we sat down and talked, I could I could relate to you with the training and the the physical or the war and kicking indoors and I, I mean I could relate to someone on that level too. But when it comes to like trying to do something that um I could maybe help somebody with the drug thing, it just it always it always comes out like early in a conversation if that's what we're talking about. And it's because I I didn't deal with any of the Iraq stuff, and then went straight into the drugs. So I like it, it. It's the most current, um, like struggle, right? So it it just came up, and we just started talking about it, and and and. It's cool because it seems like most people know someone like personally really close to them. Or if not, they have a story about, you know, they, they hurt their neighbor or this guy they work with or something. But everybody can kind of relate to that, too. So I think it's a relatable topic. It's a real topic and and it's a topic I'm very familiar with. So it, it comes out easy to me. And then I also like to tell the story because like when we go down this road together, you and I, you are I hope that I can um, paint the picture well enough to where you can see how bad it was to how good it is, right? Because that's how a story generally goes, right? And in most stories, well, sometimes they start with the bad and then go to the good, but sometimes they start with the good and then go to the bad too. So I don't know what I'm trying to say, but. I try to make that story relatable because I know that uh, military and, and otherwise it affects so many people. Right. So I don't know why that came up first, but it did. And uh, so like these guys would, uh, you know, it, it was cool. Hal asked me, Hal be the one performing it. Uh, Craig is a awesome writer. And like, he was totally a, an intricate part of the whole situation. I don't, but Craig is a good enough artist to know that like, so Hal asked me what, what, you know, or they both, one of them asked me, what kind of music like, do you generally lean to? And I was like, you know, I'd have to say heavy if anything, but I'm well versed in, in hip hop and, uh, you know, I, I like all music really. So, um, I'm, I'm well-rounded musically, but, uh, as far as what I like goes, um, I don't play an instrument and you should hear my singing voice. It's beautiful. But so, but if I had to lean to one, it would be heavy. So Hal picks up his guitar and starts like hitting some pretty harder chords. You know, it's not like a it wasn't like a slow country ballad thing. Nothing wrong with that. It's just that we all talked about it and agreed that's kind of not my vibe. And so Craig's a good enough artist to where he knew like he put he actually had his guitar out and put it back in the case. Cause he's like, I think how you and Hal are kind of speaking this lingo here. I'm going to sit over here and fill in the blanks and help and write and, and all that stuff. But I'm going to go ahead and let him take. So that was neat to see. Cause it's like, you would think artists, everybody wants that number one song, not that this is some number one song, but everybody wants that limelight. It, he was just kind of like, no, I'm cool with stepping back, you know? So it was, it was cool that they were able to work together like that. But, and these guys know each other, they know of each other. They've, cross paths before and everything, but they never worked together. So you've got a totally different dynamic there. And then I come in, we've obviously clearly never met. And so there's all these, there's these three people that don't know each other at all, but still somehow can relate to this topic and music. And then those two are like killer writers and artists and shit, you know, so they're able to take whatever shit I have to say and turn it into something. And they did. And I don't think it's a good song because it's it, and it's not about me. It's about I mean, it is and it isn't. You know, they don't say like Dominic and Alicia. And, you know, it's not specific, but it's definitely um, it's about me without being about me. But it's uh, but it, it, so I'm not saying I like the song because I should or they wrote it about me or whatever. I think it's a killer song, and it, it's kind of like a little bit of heavier um, country, and then he slows it down a little bit and then picks it back up. And it's just, I think it's going to turn out cool. So their whole thing is tomorrow, actually tonight, uh, what are we at? The 1st of September. They are performing at a at like a, a restaurant bar thing down the street here. And then tomorrow night, we're having, they're doing like a whole concert at this uh, Elks Lodge in O'Fallon it's like a 300 people gig. I'm pretty sure it's sold out. So that's, that's awesome. But the point is we're raising money and, uh, and you know, Alicia and I and the kids, we're all, we've all made plans to go up there for a while now. And so it's like a little family time out. And then, um, they don't know this yet, but, uh, Hal's, he wanted to bring me on stage for a minute. And I said, Hey, would it be cool if I brought all them? Because the, the song obviously has to do with them too. You know, they're the, the reason why I'm sober, and the reason why I chose to, you know, dig my way out of it, so I'm gonna embarrass the fuck out of them tomorrow night, it's gonna be great, I'm gonna love every second of it, but, so, Jason and I are gonna do, uh, the podcast, the Veterans Museum, the Dog Tag Podcast, that other one I co-host, um, like an hour before the show, they're gonna be up there doing sound check and shit all day, so, uh we're gonna sit and try to talk to all them and just kind of i don't know just get a vibe from everybody and let them plug their stuff and try to get the word out about this thing but it was an awesome experience today like seeing how a song is actually written because as like everybody else i've been listening to music my whole life and uh it's like you you listen to these songs and then, but you really don't ever get to see behind that fourth wall or whatever you want to call it um, and get to see how the things kind of made. <clears throat> and it's not just rhyming words that has nothing to do with it. It's like there, but there's like a, there's a whole, um there there's a system to it, but the system can also be broken and bent. You know, so they don't. You don't have to follow rules, but there is like a general outline of how a song, a chorus, a bridge, all that stuff goes. And it it was cool because it like we would run into a place where we needed, you know, two lines, and so Hal would put his guitar down. They'd both kind of sit back and go, "Hey, man, when this was going on, like what what was actually happening?" And so I just start talking. Dude would sit up and start typing in his computer. He had a little like. um Oh, what the fuck's it called? Like a, not a laptop, but one of those pads, you know, an iPad. And so that was kind of how he did it. And he would type lyrics or whatever, and then he'd grab his guitar. So I'd shut up and sit back and he'd kind of start wailing again. And then what do you think about that? Would you guys, cause, and they were cool about that too. They know that Marines, um, we have a certain way of talking about things, you know, like weren't you a Marine and it's, we, we still are. And, and stuff like that. There's just, it's specific to the Marine Corps. Um, but you know, the, a couple of times he would have something and go, would, would you say that? I'm like, man, I gotta tell you, man, I know, you know, I wouldn't and nobody I know would either. And he's like, all right, good. Tell me when those things come up because, and they were so like respectful about doing, uh, the proper service to the Marine Corps itself. And I thought that was pretty neat. And it's like, there is a lot of songs about the war. And there are a lot of songs about war period and every uh, generation of it. And then the problems that they have and all that stuff. But, and I don't get me wrong. I know there are songs about Marines specifically, but I don't know a lot of them. So to me it's like fuck it man let's go so it's not all marine stuff but there's definitely some things in there that are specific to the marine corps so it was kind of cool to be a part of that and they seemed to actually like uh, and I said the one time I'm like hey man it feels like we were supposed to be in this room together doesn't it and they were both like dude it really does because what they did was they would take two of the artists and they would go with a veteran they I don't know if they pulled straws or, or names out of I don't know how they came up with this but Two two of the artists would go with a veteran and then, you know, they would go sit in their own little corners and kinda I don't know, their whole everybody's got a different way of doing it, I'm sure, but um it 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 seemed like we were supposed to be working together. And I think something really cool came out of it. So we got that done and they kinda ran through the whole song. It was neat, man. It had me tearing up and shit, which isn't too difficult to do when it comes to talking about my family and all that stuff, so I'm that dude, um, but yeah, so they ran through it one time, and then I, you know, I had to get home and finish my chores and stuff for the day, so they're going to play tonight, and then uh, we're going to see them tomorrow night up at the Elks Lodge and jam out for a few hours to go back to work Sunday morning, so I'm not going to stay out too late, I ain't got the kids anyways, so that was the day today, it was a great one. It was really cool. This gal, um sorry, this woman, Molly Lovett. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. I looked up all these people and uh they've all got uh, you know YouTube and and you could find them everywhere, but she's born here in St. Louis. I just don't know where. When you're from St. Louis, what we ask is like so if I ran into you in Minnesota, we we're fishing or on some hiking trail. You go up oh, from St. Louis like, "Oh no, shit, what high school did you go to?" That's what we say here. And I don't know why, and I've lived in other cities and they don't that that's not how they figure out who you are at all. But if you ask anybody from St. Louis, that's what we do. We go, "Oh no, shit, you're from St. Louis. What school did you go to?" And I don't know if we judge people on that. I mean, I I'm, I'm sure, but um that's just kind of the way we do. So I didn't get to talk to her Like I said, she had other things going on, so I'm not sure where she's from, but um, it says like she's featured in numerous print and TV placements, uh, including Forbes and Nashville's NBC and received national and international airplay in Australia, Ireland, London, Switzerland, the UK with musical influence, including Taylor Swift and Mary Moore, like all this, Carrie Underwood, of course, all the people like that. So this gal is like, made it she's doing music she's doing really cool shit so i'm proud of her on that one and it just goes to show man if you're into something why not give it a shot what's the worst that can happen i don't know but if you learn from it you can't be losing so it's got to be a good thing picking up this stuff and doing this podcast i don't know it was one of those things i was just like i'm gonna do it either way and so i think it's kind of cool to step out and get out of your comfort zone a little bit as a matter of fact i think we could all benefit from that a little bit just because you know when things make you uncomfortable sometimes you learn a lot and you go oh well now that i've experienced it i'm not all that uncomfortable anyway so that's just uh my little thing for the day i guess (laughs) if you can figure out a thing let me tell you something pick up a bow learn how to shoot a bow you're going to be real uncomfortable and suck for a long. Go train jiu-jitsu. That's another good one. You're going to suck and you're going to you're going to lose. Which there is no such thing as losing in jiu-jitsu, but you're going to get tapped for like a few years straight. I I only had like 2 years of jiu-jitsu training, but um that's some humbling shit. That's some um, lock your ego in your gun cabinet or somewhere else it, but don't take it into that gym with you because you will that first day you'll take it to the academy and go, i'm a fucking marine i know mixed martial arts and marine corps martial arts and all this other shit and then you're gonna get in there and get tossed up by everybody for a long time and uh but you start to realize like oh fuck i i have no idea what i don't know you know and uh I thought it was a, a, a really good kind of life lesson. And I hope to get back to it someday. Um, total excuse, total excuse on my part, just being a bitch, but family obligations kind of, it started getting to the point where we weren't able to train, but maybe once a week. And, um, I know the Academy I went to is very fair price wise, but this shit's, it's taken off so much and it's so popular and has been for a long time now that it is not cheap. And, uh, when you're raising kids and the house and family and all that shit, you know, it's, you, you have to take all those things into consideration. The kids' sports that they play are all expensive and it's like, we gotta go. But, um, you know, hopefully when life slows down a little bit, I guess, I don't know when the fuck that might be, but, I'll tell you what it is. I got to try to get off of these night shifts too. They're killing me. So hopefully I'll get back to training someday because it's a long journey and it's a tough one, man. It is a tough one. And like I said, just the like two years or whatever I have, I'm a one stripe white belt. So, you know, that was difficult in and of itself. And so like, if you need to get out of your comfort zone and get humbled and see how tough you really are, walk into a. Gracie Jiu-Jitsu Academy. They're the nicest people in the world. They have nothing to prove to anyone because um, when you train like that and you're around savage killers that are the nicest people, doctors and lawyers and like um, coders and stuff like that, like they're the coolest people. At my academy, they were anyway. Everybody would help you. Everybody was like awesome. And then after they were done being awesome, they would choke the fuck out of you whenever they felt like it and you you got to be in like damn you know it's kind of a trip because if i walked by this dude at a store it it wouldn't appear to me that he's like a brown belt or black or purple it doesn't even matter what belt but like it it doesn't it wouldn't appear to you that that dude'll just wrap you up with your own t-shirt and choke you out and walk away so that being said be careful who you're getting tough with at the gas pump because he might just be like some tie boxer that'll reach up and kick in your fucking head and you're going to go, oh, shit. So anyway, if you are looking for a new endeavor and you need to push yourself and uh, learn about yourself and learn about your body and your physical uh, attributes or lack thereof, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is a wonderful way to do that. Sign up, get going. It's good to be able to defend yourself. Get your kids in that shit, anyways, man. Uh, not be, not only if you have daughters, but especially if you have daughters. You know, all fights end up on the ground. So it's like when you're comfortable down there, you 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 know you've got a you've got miles ahead of your average person. And uh, with your girls, it's it's good for them to know. So there you go. Sign up for jujitsu. Go get your fucking ass kicked for a while. You'll learn something. I promise. And uh, that's that was what was going on for today. So I'm going to shut this thing down and go upstairs, get some sleep. I got grass cut tomorrow. Oh, you know what I'm doing tomorrow? I'm going to go out to, again, if you're from this area, uh, the Lewis and Clark Trail, go Check that out. Run it or hike it or whatever you want to do. You go down by the Missouri River. and uh, So I'm going to get up early tomorrow and go do that. I'm going to try to drag some of these kids out of the house with me. But they're all at that age where they want to sleep. And they need it. You know, I understand they're growing. But at the same time, it's like, come on, man. Let's go out in the woods because I've, uh, hunting season's coming around. I've only hunted twice in my life. I did a fall turkey hunt. A long time ago. And didn't see anything. A squirrel. Ran like up to me. Scared the shit out of me. Because I had fallen asleep. And I wanted to shoot it. But I didn't think that was the right thing to do. so I didn't. So I didn't see anything on that one. A buddy of mine's dad got a turkey. And we had turkey nuggets. Fried turkey nuggets. I think the bird was still warm. It was the best. It, it was so so good I went uh, I was lucky enough uh, my buddy Adam took me deer hunting two years ago I had never been I had kind of a hang-up about shooting anything and I didn't want to kill anything else and I don't I had a hang-up about it but I've been pro conservation and hunting my whole entire life um. So it, it was never that was never the hang up. I think that the population needs to be controlled. Um, the first time your vehicle gets totaled out because a deer ran in front of you. Now that could happen whether the population's down or up. I, I do understand, but the point is, the population needs to be controlled. So I am not a hunter. Per se. Uh, I, I enjoyed, oh, you know what? Then I went last year and I sat in a stand and froze, which was fun to me. I, I know what you're thinking, maybe if you're not a hunter, but I, I enjoy sitting out there anyway. So I'm not some qualified skilled hunter by any means, but when the season comes around or it's starting to, and it, you know, you start to feel that little bit of chill in the morning, all the guys at work are talking about these dudes have been hunting their whole lives. And they, I mean, we have some of the best lunches around hunting season because these dudes will get it and bring in like backstraps. And I mean, it's, it's awesome that they, excuse me, that they share. Um, that's always been a big deal to me. Uh, some, some friends of mine growing up hunted a lot of them did. And, uh, I always knew that it was special and and important when they would invite you over for deer, for venison, for any kind of game animal. Like when they would have me over, I was very um, right respectful of that, you know. And I'm like, hey man, thanks for inviting me over. Like you know, and of course they don't really. I know they see it that way, but you know what I'm saying. I was just very grateful, and uh, so. Oh, and so um, I got one deer a few years ago, and uh, it was a little doe, and I had never had the opportunity to feed my family with, uh, with food from an animal that I had harvested myself. Most of my family wasn't all that into it, turns out anyway. They're like totally like, you know, poor deer. Which I also understand. Um, Every year for Christmas, Alicia makes a breakfast casserole. So I have two pounds of deer meat thawing out in the fridge. I use the one little crisper as like my meat and stuff. Um, So I had it in there. And it's like very weirdly marked if you've never seen venison. It's in like a, it's almost like checkered or it's like all white. And it says very clearly on there, venison, da da, da da da. Like it looks nothing like your your tube of, of breakfast sausage in any way, shape, or form that you can buy from a store. It looks plain and it's like, what the hell is in there? That like if I were to see deer meat in a refrigerator, I'd go, what is that? I sure well, I don't know what I would do, but I sure as fuck wouldn't get it confused with like Jimmy uh what's a, what's that fucking dude's name Jimmy Dean Sausage I had two pounds thawing out to make deer chili I got the pass from the boys at work on my deer chili so when these boys say it's all right it's all right um so I had that thawing out and we get up rec- uh Christmas morning whatever the kids and I were doing whatever we were doing and i went to go no i as a matter of fact i'm sorry yeah i was making a batch of deer chili for christmas we were having a buy over and so i thought that would be cool to share my my venison with everyone well i go so she gets up early to get this casserole going because then she's got to do all of her other christmas shit and uh i went in the fridge and i go hey wha- did you set that deer meat somewhere like, it's not where it was. Do you, do you, I, I didn't know if she set it out to let it thaw or something. You know, she was doing me a solid. She's like, what are you talking about? I said, the The deer meat that was in the packages in the crisper where all my meat is. Did you, did, uh, have you seen that? It's not here. I know that like nobody, and the kids aren't taking out a pack of raw meat and chewing on it. She's like, oh shit. And she went in the trash can and opened the trash can lid and was like, this? I'm like, yeah. She's like, this is deer meat? Like, it look at it, and it clearly marked dear meat. Mind you, Alicia was like, I don't want to try that. I'm like, I'm I'm good. I like, to, you know, turkey, whatever she eats. And I'm just like, dude, you should try it, you know. So she's already got it mixed in with the breakfast casserole. As a matter of fact, that thing's in the oven. So it's too late now. So, like, we're cracking up, you know. Uh, the breakfast casserole comes out, and she tried it and, and really enjoyed it, so... She's a trip anyways, but, um, it it was important for me when I got that deer, I went and got it back and I got some sticks made out of it and some burger. And, um, I got the back straps cut up into smaller. Anyway, it was a neat feeling to feed my family or the ones that would take part in it, um, with something I had done. That was cool. So every time hunting season starts to come back around. Everybody's talking about it at work and getting their shit ready and sighting in the rifles and all that stuff. So there's like this hype at work, you know, and, uh, Steve Ranella uh, from the Meat Eater show. If you haven't heard of Steve Ranella, you should wake up. But I, I seem to like start watching that show around this time, just cause you're hearing about it. And he's so good about, um, you know, ethics and respect and, um, ethical hunting and not taking shots that you shouldn't be taking. And so I, before I had really went hunting again, I learned so much just from watching this show about like, if you're out there, you know, what are things to look for? It's just, he's, he's so educational and so smart. And, and, uh, you know how you got those people that when they talk, you just listen. And for some reason it makes a lot of sense. That's him to me. About hunting. So, um I've been watching some more of that. Uh oh, dude, cash came down. What's up? What's up? What are you doing?
1: Uh I just got back from a high school game.
0: I'll get back to whatever I was talking about in a minute. It uh, was
1: a it was a it was a blowout. We won uh like forty eight to seven.
0: You did? Are they eight? did? Yeah. Who was it? Varsity?
1: Uh yeah, South
0: forty eight seven yeah, and who they play East
1: yeah, they East had a really big uh, what's that called a high school like, um crowd thing like a student section oh did they yeah they were like they weren't really as hyped as I thought they would have been but yeah um yeah we had a, we had a decent student section it was better than home games that's for sure.
0: The away game student section was better than the home game student <laughs> section. Yeah. Well, how's that? I don't know. How's that work?
1: Um, I don't know. Nathan the, uh, Durst was there. Oh,
0: for real? Yeah. Oh. See, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool that you guys go to your stuff. I know people did in high school, but it wasn't like I mean, it wasn't what we were doing on a Friday night. So I think that's cool that you guys do that.
1: Yeah, there was, all coaches there. There was his guy that went pro there with Coach Corey. Oh really? Yeah, and uh, it was Mason, Ryan, Kenneth. Yeah. Um. I think that's it.
0: Bunch of you dudes.
1: Yeah, we were just playing pass for a little bit. Me and Mason.
0: You're supposed to be sitting there watching the game.
1: <laughs> You're talking to coaches a lot. You're coaches? Yeah, I'm. Uh, they told me I was starting QB. Oh yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, yeah.
0: Be cool. Yeah. What? What? What is your? Um. What are your like? You're kind of not a hundred percent. What? What's like? What is the?
1: Not have enough time to get the ball off. That's yeah. like, um. I don't know if line's gonna step up. Addy was beating on his brothers. Whatever. Don't,
0: don't go slamming your teammates on this because at some point maybe they'll hear it.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Addy's just. He just. Wrestles his bro- little brothers a lot and tosses them.
0: What's that got to do with football? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all come together. This is your first year. Some to some of you playing, and yeah, you said before that it's like letting your team down. Right? That's a that's a problem for you. Yeah, That's a problem for most people that care about what they're doing,
1: man. Yeah, that's that was probably the I didn't like. Truthfully, I didn't care about losing as much as I did letting them down. Yeah. You know, because, like, throwing a pick is going to be embarrassing, but you're going to do it, you know?
0: Well, okay, you could look at all right. You could look at it as embarrassing, or you could look at it as that dude on defense is a stud. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if he's able to read a play and kind of have the idea of where you're going before you go there, you kind of got to give him props, too. Like, damn, that was good, you know? Yeah. So, like, I hear what you're saying, but the embarrassing thing is, we got to work on that one because no quarterbacks won them all. No football players won them all. No athlete has won them all, you know? Yeah. But I think you being concerned with letting your team down, I think that's a good attribute. Yeah, you move that thing around. I think yeah. it's a good attribute for you. Like, that's a good character trait. If you didn't care at all, that would be a little more concerning to me. Yeah. But the fact that you care, that just means you care. But, but, you know, like we talked about, man, if, you know, if you want things to be better, you and all of you guys are going to have to just work together and figure it out.
1: Yeah, I think we need to, like, not have a team meeting, but, like, you know, like, go do something together. It's like, because I don't feel like we have each other's backs. Like, the line will say, oh, you're going to get sacked, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's your job, too. Protect your quarterback. We they need to build we need to build a bigger bond with each other so we trust each other and we have each other's backs. For sure. Cuz some of us hate each other for like just little reasons, you know. But
0: Well, the coaches were talking about it at that coach parent meeting that they're going to set some stuff up like barbecues and well, not pool parties for too much longer, but Yeah. Little stuff like that. that I don't want somebody might have said paintballing or something, which I'm going to smoke you dudes if I play paintball. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, shoot you so many times
1: I'll, I'll get you
0: I yeah, will you better be able to run fast but you're not wrong um for a unit of any kind a team of any kind to uh, build that kind of trust you've got to go through some heavy stuff with them too you know yeah so like I like I always talk about in the marines like when we first all met we didn't just click yeah but you start to excuse me realize you have to depend on each other and or you're going to lose and maybe not just a football game you know what I'm saying yeah it can get way worse than that so you will but you know everybody's got egos and everybody's got all that stuff going on that they'll it'll get checked and coaches will iron all that out and so like we've been talking about you gotta you gotta keep doing that JJ Watt thing every week man every practice you gotta run through and And be the best you can be, and then other dudes are gonna see that and go, "All right, we gotta we gotta step up." Yeah, you know,
1: it's like as the quarterback, I'm supposed to encourage my teammates, but at the same time, they the line brings me down. You know, like yeah, they say, "Oh, well, you're gonna get sacked." Well, it's your job to protect me.
0: Yeah, with that attitude, I'm gonna get sacked yeah, for sure. Yeah. Why don't you at least lie to me and go, "Hey, man, no one's gonna touch you all game." Yeah, it's almost impossible for them to do. But if they're saying that, their attitude's gonna be way different than like, "You're gonna get sacked, bro." It's like the first dude that comes by, I'm just not gonna let him by, but I'm yeah. not gonna fight him to the death for it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, you gotta, but you are their leader, you know, as a quarterback. And, and some people can't be encouraged as easily as you'd like to, or maybe your delivery, maybe you got to like, as a, as a leader in some things in my life, I've had to a kind of um, tailor fit encouragement and motivation for each individual dude. Yeah. What I say to this dude, I, I could scream at him and tell him let's go. And he's just like, takes that in a positive way and he'll be behind me carrying whatever. This dude's not going to react that way. Don't, hey, don't talk to me like that, man. I'm not, you know, and so you got to go, hey, bro, you know what I mean? Just find different ways to talk to different people.
1: Yeah, like, as an example, like, one of the kids, um, he'll get mad at somebody, you know, like, let's say they have a little argument over, like, the littlest things. Mm-hmm. He'll say, oh, well, okay, good luck getting me to protect you. You know, so he's... he, he he said that he was going to stand there and get ran over on purpose.
0: Well, generally those that type of mindset doesn't make it that far. And you guys yeah. are young, you know. That'll yeah. that'll go away. But you got to keep just grinding it out.
1: Yeah, we just we need like It's like it's some of its brotherly love, you know, but sure. At the same time they like they some people just take it personal, you know, like, you could say a joke to them, oh, you look like a clown, or whatever, you know, and they'll just take it personal and make it this big thing that doesn't have to be a big thing. Like, yeah. one word can change a relationship with somebody, right? So, yeah, other than that, we just need to, we just need to talk some stuff out and, yeah, build, build a little bond with each other. So we, uh, so we have each other's backs, you know? For sure. Like, if one of us goes down, we all go down. Sure. That's how it should be. Like Absolutely. If somebody tries to fight our quarterback, we all go in, you know?
0: Yeah. I've been telling you that since you're a little kid. Like, it didn't matter how fast I can run. If everybody's not with me, it's my job to go back and then and then help that person. You know? So it's like, you're right. I'm I'm agreeing with you 100%. You, yeah. You guys all, well you know maybe you're going to have to be the one to set up some kind of a thing and talk to the co- I'm I'm I think that coaches kind of tend to listen to quarterbacks cuz you're kind of the pulse of the team you hear what's going on you see hey guys can we sit down and talk and you know you you'll probably get somewhere but you know as well as I do you know sitting down and talking to a person with respect and and like they're an adult like they respond well to that especially at your age coaches would be like damn, dude, this dude's on it, you know. Yeah. So, something to think about for sure.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just like coaches understand that we're going to have problems, you know, but they tend to not do anything about it. You know, they tend to laugh at it. And I think like, yeah, it's funny and all, but if we want to win a game, we have to become a team. Yep. You know, like, we we can't – one player can't carry the whole team. That's not how it works.
0: I don't think anyone expects that either, so.
1: Not one position is unimportant. Right. They're all important. For sure. It's the ones that try their hardest at their position. For sure. You know, like, complaining that you don't get playing time, you're all rested, right? Right. You go in and you get, you know, like, the linemen, let's say – Whoever, you know, he goes in, he's all rested, right? Mm-hmm. But he doesn't have the right attitude, you know? Mm-hmm. So he just, he tries his hardest, but he gets in his mind and says, oh, well, we suck and I want to give up. And it's a mindset easy to have. You know, It we're not, our brains aren't made to be positive. Listen to you. You know, but.
0: But it's it's a trainable thing. Yeah. Your dad wasn't always and still isn't always the most positive guy in the world. Yeah. I was talking to those country singers today and they were like, man, you got this vibe about you and you know they're like uh it was very complimentary like they were being really nice about it and i I'm the first one to say it ain't always like this you know yeah, but for the most part I it you can train yourself to 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 think differently you know yeah. so it just takes work you guys are young and this is some of, like I said some of your first seasons so it'll it'll come around <laughs> hey man. He's barking
1: at
0: Hang on. We'll go let him out. You want to go let him out? Yeah. Got gotcha. you. Get your freaking dog. All right. That's enough out of you. Look, he's going to go run out the door at maybe the neighbor dog. P- probably nothing. Disrupting the cast, bro. That's what he's doing. Hey, were any of those kids up there acting fools tonight without parents?
1: No. There were, see, there was a lot of people, but there was, just, like, security everywhere. Good. You know, they, there was no time to be stupid. You know, we were winning. Everybody was happy, right? But well, then, Except the other team. Yeah, but then there's just those St. Charles gangsters mm-hmm. with the with the ski mask, and the Nike Texas coming, thinking they're all big. But what? They just sit there being What was quiet. the word you
0: just used? The ski mask and the Nike Texas?
1: Yeah, Nike Tech.
0: What's Nike Tech? It's
1: like this thing. It's all black, and you put your hood up.
0: And that's supposed to be... There's,
1: there's different colors, but it's like a... Scary? Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm scary. It's funny. Yeah, it's, re- it's really funny. St.
0: Charles' kids are gangsters. If you're not from here, St. Charles County is not a place of gangsters or poverty or... Um, it's a nice place to live, so it's funny when you see these kids around <laughs> like dogs and shit. It's like, right, let's go sit down somewhere in your parents' big old house.
1: It's like, you know, the, it covers your whole face except your eyes. And they were just sitting in those bleachers like, mm, mm, mm. I'm almost
0: surprised that they allow that, like, secure. You know what I mean? Just as far as, but like...
1: they, Well, then they'll use the term that, are you judging me? So the, then everybody gets away with it. That's how... The victim? Yeah, the victim thing, like, it... It can take you a long way. It's going with fake until you make it.
0: Yeah, but, but that's so—that's not n- the thing to fake. too. It's nasty, dude. That's an ugly way to do business. Like
1: all of them are from St. Charles, and you can tell. Yeah, like
0: well, some kids, you know, people in general need attention, and but you can't let that negative stuff creep in, man. You
1: gotta, yeah, like, you know. Our student section, um, he had like that wand thing, and he kept banging it on the bleachers when the <laughs> West went up, uh. To play offense, because he was trying to distract them. Yeah. It was
0: funny. Uh, do you know that the rule is there are not supposed to be children there without an adult?
1: Yeah, but most of them are, like, kids just go, like, there was no room for football players to be stupid, because Coach Cox, and Miss mm-hmm. Co- Cox, and they were all there, of course, Um. But yeah, like kids just kind of do what they want there.
0: Well, but the, I don't understand that. They send out an email to parents saying, "Yeah, a reminder, your children are not supposed to be at these games unsupervised." Da 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 da. And then I hear the, some of the stuff you guys say, and it's almost like that's why I wanted to talk to your friend's mom today. I'm yeah. like, I'm I'm not just gonna. I don't think it's cool just because I know what's going on. I don't think it's cool just to let y'all run and do whatever you want, your kids.
1: Yeah. Got a little extra money saved. I just
0: how much did you spend? This dude got a got twenty dollar like, bill out of his own account, and he needed some run around money. Okay, let's just say, what did you get? What kind of nasty food did you get?
1: So I got like three or four waters, I, 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 hot dog, and sour Batch kids. Well,
0: that's not too bad.
1: Yeah, and oh, and a in a snow cone.
0: Hey, I was telling the story about you and your sister helping those people at the restaurant or why did you just get up and go do that like why do you feel the need to get up and go help somebody
1: um because I think if it was my grandma I would want somebody to help you out bro ah. you know because like if they're dead or not you know like I would want somebody to open the door for my grandma sure you know or your mom yeah or my mom you know what I'm saying yeah, and it just, I could tell she was struggling, and it just, like, it, like, it's really sad to me, yeah. like, seeing people, like, yeah bump into walls and stuff, because they can't stay stable, and, like.
0: That chick was old, huh? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So she needed every bit of help she could get.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. It It was, it's just a thing that, like. Like,
0: you were taught.
1: yeah, like, I was, like, dad, like, taught me respect and all that, and, um, huh. just, um, I don't know. It just, it was just really sad seeing, like, an old lady that needed help, and there was only one person with her, like, her, her caretaker, which is, was her daughter. Um, like, it's just sad to me, you know, because if I was in that situation, I would I would want somebody to help me. For sure get the door open and stuff, you know, so.
0: Let's talk for a minute about, so like I've told you before, the idea is maybe that uh, someone else like me is in the car or at the house listening to this, and they have a kid who might, you know, be feeling some of the stuff that you feel. Like, what's it like? Having a parent like me, what's it like having a dad like me? And you're not, you can't hurt my feelings. Yes, yeah. I'm trying, we're trying to help people here, so it's okay to be honest for sure. Oh, no, yeah, you know that,
1: but yeah, it's honestly pretty great because, like, oh, he's lying. No, no, I'm not lying. I'm gonna tell you why. Because, you know, we might get mad at you because, like, you take our stuff or we get in trouble and yell at us, but like, I'm just starting to recognize it's gonna help us in our future 100%.
0: What do you want, man? Because <laughs> I can tell, I can tell. You know, you're still cutting the grass tomorrow, either way. <laughs> so you're saying that, like, you think that someday this structure and and I know I lose my cool. I'm I'm yeah. well aware of that. I know I pop off pretty easy, and when I do, it's ugly, and I'm always sorry for that. And I, I well, am working on it, but
1: it's not it's not your fault. You know, you can't do anything about that. It's your brain. of course I can. Well you know you you've done a bunch of years with therapists and stuff and it's 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 your it's your background you know
0: yeah but there's always more control you can always do better yeah but so you you think that um having kind of the structure and guidelines and stuff that we have are are actually helpful yeah so like if there's some kid that's going all my dad does is yell at me like There's a chance that we're parents and we know what's best for you? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's
1: that's exactly.
0: Wow.
1: And it's just because you're not stupid. You know, you've done all the stuff that we we would do, you know? Sure. So it just gives us more reason not to do it.
0: Well, that's right. My goal in life is to make you a lot less stupid, make those decisions than me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that like parenting and you'll find out it's it's very tough
1: yeah i could see that
0: and you don't know what the right answer is especially when you have like two kids i think is easy because at least you have one parent per child and then when it becomes three and more it's like forget it yeah as a parent just forget it because someone's always going to be even like dinner two of you want mexican the one doesn't so somebody's always gonna get like left out of it you know
1: especially with the With the daughter in middle school, they're just all, like...
0: Ugh. She's in in trouble anyway.
1: (laughs) They're just all, um...
0: Well, growing up.
1: Yeah, they're just... They just want to be with their friends all the time, you know, to just... You only live once. Well, I'd rather live one time and not be stupid.
0: Yeah, well, she's not being stupid. She is growing up, and you'll go through it, too. But it's like, she's just, like... Yeah. And, you know... I know that it's, like, tough for her to always be around her little brother and sister, especially she shares a room with her sister. And, you know, we're trying to work on that and get rooms built and stuff down here. It's just not cheap. But I I do get where she's coming from. Mm-hmm. But there's also that part of me that's like, man, I want to see you, too, you know?
1: Yeah, even when, like, no offense to her, but, like. Oh, here we go. Even when she <laughs> spends all these weeks with her friends and stuff and we don't talk to her. One wrong move will take her off, and she'll make fun of you for the rest of the day.
0: Yeah, she's a wild. It's
1: really annoying. Yeah, you know she just reminds me of my mom when she was young. Yeah, she just like.
0: But do you think you guys? Yeah, she's sassy for sure. She's just
1: like, what do you think you're telling me what to do for? Yeah,
0: well, and she's your older sister, so. Do you think you guys are? When you get older, do you think you guys will be like bros?
1: Yeah, they all are. We all were. As kids, like, all the stories I've heard about, like, you and Aunt Nikki. Yeah. Like, she she pretty much raised you, you know. Yeah. But you guys would still fight. for well, sure. You know, it's just, it's sibling, it's like sibling love, you know. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, 100%. We're, we're going to need each other. For sure. And one of us is going to be something. You know, we're all going to go somewhere.
0: I think so, definitely. Yeah. Well. And and another thing about parenting is I'm not really going to rest until that happens, right? Like so yeah. if you didn't want to play football or you don't want to play, you can hear everything I know. <laughs> it, it sounds like he's right on top of you, but it's yeah. just these mics are good so they pick up the dog upstairs. Um y- you know, I don't care if you play football or wrestle or lacrosse or I, none of that has ever mattered to me but you will be doing something and the whole reason behind that as I've explained is to be is to keep you off the streets yeah if you're doing something at school show me your friends and I'll show you your future if you're doing something at school you have to maintain a certain grade point average to to continue to do that yeah if you're around other people football players I don't care who it is they all have to maintain that grade point average so it's like it's one a, one of you dudes is gonna go, "Hey, man, we need to get home so we can get some rest. We got a long day at practice tomorrow, whatever the thing is, yeah, you it, guys are gonna work off each other,
1: yeah, and uh this goes along with in science today, but we learned about balance, you know balance- you you have to balance your life out, that's and, what you guys
0: will learn about in science,
1: yeah, we learn about balance, like balancing your weight and stuff that's like, awesome, yeah, and um um. Balance. Like, yeah, balance. Like, what I mean by balancing your life out is like, if you know, like, you want to be something one day, why, why have a game on Saturday and go out on Friday night? Right. It's, it's, um, our brain, I don't think it wants us to be stupid, but I think it wants us to make stupid decisions. Well, well not necessarily, but like I don't know how to describe that. It's
0: interested in some of the things that generally turn into stupid decisions, right? Yeah. Like chasing girls or having a beer or whatever. Yeah. When you're an adult, having a drink or two probably isn't the worst thing in the world, but what is is when you go driving. You know what I mean? And then and then like you you're, you're fighting or whatever whatever yeah, silly yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. you can get into. So I don't think your brain wants you to be stupid by any means. As a matter of fact, your brain's whole um goal is survival. That's all it knows how to do for you. But exactly. it's it, it's interested in some of those things that end up being stupid. Yeah, right? like
1: as an example, um I feel really bad for this kid, but he goes to my school and uh I'm I'm really close with him. He's like one of the nerdy kids. But Just don't like, say any names. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's really cool, though. Like, he's really nice and stuff. He's funny. Um, but unfortunately, his uh his mom, uh, I guess her, her brain, you know, wasn't, mm-hmm. she, her brain, she wanted to go have a drink at the bar, right? Mm-hmm. Turn into 15 beers or whatever, you know, and then mm-hmm. driving intoxicated and killed somebody and I think she has life.
0: This all just happened recently? Like a
1: year ago. Wow. Last year. He he lives with it. He's living with it. I know it's tough. He comes from a bad place too. Yeah. You know, he comes from uh what's that uh not Jefferson City, um
0: Jefferson County?
1: Uh yeah. some Jen Jen I don't know Saint what it's Genevieve? I don't it's like in
0: It doesn't even matter.
1: Yeah, it's just it's really sad, you know, because like
0: What a bummer. Yeah. See? Uh, One
1: decision will ruin your whole life. Dude. She had did had no injuries. And he described it all, you know, uh he just he just always talked to me about everything. Wow. It- he came to school uh the bus in the morning. And uh he was just like really down, crying and stuff and mm. I asked him if he was okay, he said. No, and I said, what happened? He said, uh, last night I found out, my grandma told me. Because uh, I think he's going to get adopted by his grandparents, sure. which is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. They're really nice people. Yeah, that's the they way. They got a big old big ol house, yeah. nice pool. Um, But um, he came to school and said, like, last night uh, my grandma told me that my mom just got in this really bad car accident. And I don't think, she didn't get hurt, but. She was drinking, and she killed somebody. Wow. And I'm like, I didn't know what to say. No. You know, I don't know what like, to say.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean. On a 10-year-old kid, if it was last year, you know, you guys were If I could have changed
1: some, I would have changed him. Well, of course. You know, it's just your brain. Y- your brain doesn't want you to make dumb decisions. Your brain is very interested in everything that you hear, see. Yeah. Just, you hear about people doing, you know, your brain wants to do it. Your brain wants to try stuff out. Yeah. Like, you see a really cool, like, Batman at Six Flags. Alicia said, Alicia wrote it, said it was really cool. I wrote it, and I didn't like it. Yeah. You know. Oh, well. But, um. You're good? I said her name, but.
0: Oh, no, I talk about her. I'm just talking about other people outside of our house.
1: Yeah, it's just. Our brain is going to make dumb decisions in general. Well, not dumb decisions, but... We,
0: yeah, we are.
1: We are, you know, because we're interested. This is
0: what I'm trying to tell you, man. When it gets to that time and you guys are in high school, because it's going to happen, you you just, like, you've got to just call me. And you know I don't like to be woken up, but what I don't like is for my son to be killed or kill someone. You know what I mean? Like, trust me, I will be thankful that you call. Yeah. You know, and so, but balance, balance is good. Everything, you know, balance out. You can have something sweet, but don't do it all the time. Yeah. You can do this, but don't do it all the time, you know? Exactly. Everything in moderation is what they say, even moderation. Yeah. So, well, you know, what you got to do, you You got to be supportive of this dude, man. Yeah, he. You know, you got to be there for him. Yeah. It sounds like he trusts you enough to think that you're that guy anyway, so you've got to step up and be that guy.
1: You can tell, like, he... I don't think he means, like, means it how he said it, but he said that he, he doesn't... He, not that he doesn't care. It's just hes He doesn't, you know, he can't cry about or he His mom wasn't a great person to him anyways.
0: That's a bummer, man.
1: So he said that, honestly, I just... Let it go. I can't do anything about it. And it just wasn't, it just isn't in my hands. You know, it's her fault.
0: Yeah. And there's some truth to that, but it's also like. Yeah. Your male brain won't fully develop until you're like 26. I've told you this before, but. Yeah. Um, we are not equipped to handle that type of uh, trauma, if you will, especially at 10 years old.
1: Dude. Yeah. Like, I don't know how the these third graders are. Fighting. Like your brain like there's there's gotta be something in your brain.
0: And you know, it could be at home circumstances, it can be a lot of stuff that's way beyond my or your understanding, but you know
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. I
0: hear what you're saying. Well, try to be cool with that dude and uh you know. Yeah. Hey, thanks for coming down and talking to me, man. We're gonna wrap this thing up and get to bed. All right. You wanna go for a hike tomorrow?
1: Maybe we my th-
0: legs don't hurt. Your legs are gonna hurt.
1: I was running up hills.
0: What time are you gonna get up? I don't know. Sleeping kid. I
1: don't know.
0: Well, our hike's gonna start early because we got that concert to go to tomorrow. Oh yeah. And we got grass to cut. Anyway, all right, hey folks, I appreciate you checking this out. I don't know where I was going with that hunting story. I'll I'll listen to this again through the little bit of editing that I do and. I'll try to take a note and get back to you. Cause I'm sure I was going somewhere, but sometimes when I come down here and riff, I've got a couple like notes of things that I just want to talk about. And then, um, I am a textbook go off the rails type of dude when I'm talking. So, yeah. but I'm sure, it, you know, whatever y'all be good, man. Do something nice for somebody out there. If there's any other kids out there that were listening while you guys were in the car I'm um i'm gonna have my kids on here often uh and it's just for that reason if uh you know i might let them go off and do their own thing sometimes i I don't know yet but um we are a family of people who want to help other people whether in our situation or 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 sometimes worse even better you never know but um that's what we we're going to try to be doing around here so Get used to hearing the kids sometimes, and then sometimes y'all can't be home for this because it might get a little wild. So Yeah. All right. Thanks for checking us out, man. Y'all be good. Do something nice for somebody. We'll see you soon. Peace.
1: See you, guys.